Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hey, it's Jennifer. Hello, Jennifer. The announcer of the week because of my support for the Ronald McDonald House. You're the best. Big shout out to another great organization that's near and dear to my heart. Underdog Rescue. You guys are great. Keep up the good work. But without further ado, here they are, Lori and Julia, on My Talk 1071. Thank you, Jennifer. As Jennifer just told us, we're hanging out with Lori and Julia on this productive Tuesday afternoon. Glad to see both of you guys. It's been a while, so let's have some fun for the next three hours, you guys. Grant, what was your weekend claim to fame out in San Diego? Did you have one a day? I had, oh, yeah, I had plenty. But yeah, I would say my weekend claim to fame was hanging out with two of my best friends from college rachel and dan they kind of took us everywhere brought us all over town great dinners fish tacos down in in, in uh, ocean beach um, uh-huh. but i just got to thank them because they took the time you know when you go into town you visit and you kind of inconvenience oh, people yeah, but yeah, yeah nice yeah i went to the twins game saw the we saw you yeah we saw was that you grant streaking that was grant how about that guy in the old uh, american flag underwear that was nuts what is grant? it with you about what always is- going to sporting events where something happens i don't know but yeah that was interesting grant I'll- we laughed so hard yeah i could not believe that was going on yeah he got he did he had some moves I just, I thought, wow, Grant, it is funny because you are always at things where, where things stuff happen happens. Crazy yeah. Things. So I did go to three games. We lost two of three. Wow. Um, but uh, yeah, I used to work for the Padres as my first job out of right. media. So it was really cool to get out there. My two favorite teams. Just a nice break and good to be back here with you guys. So thank you for, uh, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm guessing Josh did a great job. Yeah, I heard him a little he, bit. He, so He did great. Good. He's very funny. We're glad you're back. He's yeah. very funny. I'm glad, too. Thank you. He, he was, was funny. My <laughs> favorite line was when uh, Friday we were talking about Beyonce's new album and he goes, she's 40? Gee, I hope I look like that when I'm 40. <laughs> it, was, it was hysterical. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Okay. Yeah. Good Life goals. Yeah. yeah. Life goals. Uh, well, we're glad you're back. And Cat you. Video Festival is Thursday night, oh, everybody, down at CHS Field. Tickets are still available. Kids five and under go free. free. And we're having a laser show instead of the um, fireworks. Fireworks. And um, the Flame and O's are playing down at Mears Park. So if you wanted to, you know, stay out. I think they played the music in Mears Park was I think it's like six to ten or nine thirty something like that. Yeah, I so it usually add, usually has to end by ten for noise. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be popping downtown St. Paul on Thursday night and perfect weather. Casey, my bully dog Francais, was already getting worked up about the heat today. Was <laughs> he doesn't? Oh. He is. He likes seventy degrees. He, this is our heat. Well, they were, Ken Barlow was issue, issuing the heat warning. The main thing is, you know, this is not the day to leave your dogs in a car. No. Children, Children. older people, 
Don't go running or playing pickleball pickleball at (laughs) 4 o'clock in the afternoon today. It's just too hot. Yeah. It really is. You just got to... Just know that tomorrow you'll be able to do something outside that'll be uh, really wonderful. But yeah, he was like, I've got to get all these things done this morning before it gets too hot. Yeah. And you and so, so here's the thing, Matt. (laughs) We love the heat. Yeah. We just do. It feels so good. We love it. We love it, love it, love it, love it. The only time that I will say that we really got wore out from the heat was the year at the fair fair when we had like, Six days in a row, Mm -hmm. and we chapped our faces from our misting fans. It was so hot. People, no one even came to the yeah, or at least they weren't. Twenty eighteen, we had no shade. No, we had no shade, um, and it was before we had our permanent place where we are now. Right. Super hot. We were just miserable, and you and I were getting to the point where like it was just too much. It was too hot for us. Extended time, right? No break. Chapped. Our whole faces got Remember? chapped because we were so happy with our little Mister fans. Somebody <laughs> brought us. They probably got it in the mm-hmm. one of the buildings, and we were like, "Oh, this is so great!" But if you water your face for like five or six days in a row from a misting fan, you will look like you have chapped diaper face. It, yeah, really. Yeah, it really kind of had got like a windburn. Yeah, windburn. Oh, wow. Sort of a look to him. We're like, this is really attractive. Well, nobody's here because it's too damn hot. It really it was. <laughs> that was a nutty year of, of the heat. But that's the only time I can remember that you and I were just like looking at each other and going, okay, now we're finally feeling very Minnesotan. It just became. It just became unbearable. Because my mom doesn't mind it either, but she said, oh, by Sunday, after a week of the heat dome over saddles, she's like, we're just done with this. We're done. We're do- I'm done with it. You know, she's got to protect all of her little carcinomas that she's been getting dug out of her body. Wear your sunscreen, people. Yes. Wear your sunscreen. Wear your sunscreen. You know, right. she remember she had her yes, nose? Like a ton of stitches. Like uh, maybe 15 stitches in her tiny little nose, and her doctor didn't like what happened, so... um. He didn't like the scarring of it, so right. she went back Thursday and they lasered it. So now she's, you know, got a big red laser burn nose. And I'm like, keep wearing your visor when you yes, go. Yes, you, you gotta... have to. And she's getting something taken out of her leg. I used to always like say to her, Mom, put on your sunscreen. Because little rat is red. She's fair. She's she's pale, but it doesn't matter what, uh, you know. It doesn't matter. You, anybody can mm-hmm. get burned. You know, anyway, but you won't. But don't it. use banana boat sunscreen because it's another one that came out with. Well, Google yeah, it because they've got yeah, some. Yeah, there's yeah, been yeah. two of them this summer. One was a Neutrogena sunscreen. Mm-hmm. Just Google these. Yes, it, not all brands of Neutrogena, but right. one of them. And then the banana boat just came out with it because I needed sunscreen about a week ago and I had Neutrogena, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I really need it. Yeah, but I heard it causes, and I'm like, one quick spray, maybe I'm fine. Yeah, yeah, you know, because yeah. but. Make sure you guys look at that because those are two out there. You know, get a popsicle, a root beer or banana popsicle. popsicle. That that sounds good. That would be it for today. I know it. You know, where's our banana delivery right now? Those root beer, the banana and root beer beer ones. Oh man, just they're so unique. I'm gonna get some tomorrow. I know. Idea. It is. Doesn't that sound good? So good. Maybe someone will sell them at the Cat Video Festival. (laughs) All right. Listen, when we come back, it's our story we can't get enough of. Maisie is gonna be the cat. Maisie. Maisie is the cat. Grand Marshal. Yeah, the spokes kitty. The what is it called? The spokes kitty. The spokes kitty. Yeah, I like it. (laughs) 
Our first ever. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Um, okay, uh, so last night, uh, Bullet Train had its premiere in Hollywood. Yes, after it having did. Multiple international premieres, and Brad. Um, you know, he wore a dapper green suit, what you're calling Eileen Fisher for men, with mm-hmm. some yellow Adidas. <laughs> Unlike He's... his brown knee-length skirt he wore to the mm-hmm. Berlin premiere. And he had a little bit of a goatee. Yes. And it's based on this 2010 novel by Kotoro Isaka called Maria Beetle, which was adapted into this screenplay. And it's going to be released on Thursday night. And it is... Supposedly set in Japan, which is the only place that has bullet trains. Right. Okay. But appearances are deceiving because uh, Brad Pitt plays this lady, plays a person named Ladybug, an assassin with extensive expertise. And um, the critics so far are not liking it at all. Here's one. Brad Pitt's bullet train is shooting nothing but blanks. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, It goes off the rails. It gets real tedious real fast. The Hollywood Reporter called it soulless, and it was so busy delivering violent action with a self-satisfied wink that it's plotting in one-note characters get so old well on rotten um, tomatoes it's um with 51 critics reviews and it's 57 percent. yeah mm-hmm. we'll see if the audience you right. know likes it but um it's to me in the trailer like we saw the trailer for this when we went and saw nope yes and um i was like wow this director is really trying to be tarantino with this movie because it kind of had it remind me of like a kill bill yeah it had that feel that feel to it or whatever so um i know i won't go to the movie theater to see this one here is based on the reviews i would like wait and also the fact that the gray man was an enjoyable popcorn movie but i never would have gone to the theater to see that ever (laughs) Ever well here, I love it that why are those even associated? Yeah, but I but because it's a violent yeah. movie, it's yeah. kind of this yeah. you know it's in that same popcorn genre. But um, should we hear a little from Brad? Well, yeah, Brad was you know he always yeah. uh, you know does a good red carpet, and he talked with um, Nichelle Turner from Entertainment Tonight and um, Aaron Taylor Johnson. I guess he steals the movie, and 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 if people need to. Re- Reminded who he is. Please do. When he was... He was married. He still is married to Sam Uh Taylor. She was 40 and he was 21. Yeah. She directed him in Nowhere Boy. I think he was even 18. No, I think he was 21, something like that. But she was married when she directed him. Uh Uh-oh. And it was kind of a big scandal, but they're still together. And she directed the first Fifty Shades. And he's been in a lot of um, different movies. So, And Brian Tyree Henry, I guess, also kind of steals the movie. But we'll we'll see what Chris Hewitt has to say about it when he writes about uh, the movie. But Brad always gives us... um, you know, some pretty good red carpet, and uh, I don't think we're disappointed here. No, this one is talking about his fashion on the red carpet and a little bit of what the cast has been doing to Bond while making this movie. Okay, they made but this movie two years ago. About yeah. fashion is a first. Oh. You've been giving us all the looks, Brad. Last. No, you've been yeah. giving us all the looks. Where? What is it? What is it in you that's saying, let me have a little fun? That's it, man. We're just gonna die, so let's like let's have some fun before, before we go out. Okay, couple questions to get into. First of all, I was told by some sources, meaning your castmates, that this cast has become a band. <laughs> right, right. The name of the band is 
Naked below the line. Naked below the line. That's right. We just wear shirts. And Joey's going to be our front person. Okay, that's what I was going to say. Well, Joey's the front man. I don't even know what they're back. talking about. Oh, all, right. all right, well, here's, so you, here's let's just stop that, there. That, Joey King okay. is who they're talking about there for Joey, and Joey's going to yep. be the first. But basically, you've been having a lot of fun with your fashions. And well, well, I wore a skirt because we're all going to die. die. Yeah. <laughs> okay. where, where is that even coming from? I don't. That one, I Maybe don't know. Maybe we miss him smoking pot. Maybe yeah. we do. I mean, that was so weird. He but wasn't it, really checked into the beginning of this interview, to be honest with okay. you. He was more in tune with the crowd and not paying attention to her as much. So I think Well, we know what that's like. Yes, we do. But we know. I mean, yeah, we know why he might be looking around, but he's. He's right there in front of Nichelle. She needs to hang on to his attention tighter. Okay, yeah. so let's see how she does. Yeah. What about Bullet Train has made, like, because you do action. We see you do action. But what about this film? This made is comedy film? action. This is comedy like, action. What, Dave Leach and I, the director, we always talk about Jackie Chan, how much we love Jackie Chan. He's like, you know, he's just our Charlie Chaplin. He's uh, he's just so underrated. And it's so amazing the stuff that he's pulled off. So to do something in that kind of vein... With the comedy infused into the fights, I, I'd never done before, and it was really good fun. How have how has this been something you've never done before? As long as you've been acting and doing the damn. As long as you, old. Man. I didn't mean it like that. Well, okay, I can't take any more of this. Thank you. This is not a good interview no, for either was, one of them. No. And Charlie Chan. I mean, now this movie is. You know, I told you last week that the guy who wrote Maria Beetle, the Japanese guy, he said it didn't bother him that the movie's coming out with. No. Set in Japan yeah, yeah. with no Japanese people in it. There's one character, one Asian character. Wow. Brad didn't produce this movie. He's just in it. Um, but, uh, you know, people are like going, this movie is so whitewashed. Why are there no mm. Japanese people in a movie About, that takes place in yeah. Japan on a bullet train? It costs $90 million to produce mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Um, the director is actually, did you guys hear this? The director of the movie is the stuntman? He was the stuntman for Brad Pitt in Fight Club. Oh, that was his. That's where he got his start in Hollywood. He was the stuntman for Brad Pitt. So they were kind of having some fun at the end of this horrible oh, okay. interview. Okay, and he directed Deadpool. Deadpool too. Is how yep. he got this movie? Yep. Atomic Bomb. I mean, he's done some good he's stuff. Doing, that's what Brad Pitt was saying. He's like, he started out as my stuntman. He's doing better than me now. Here's what um, uh, our buddy Roger Friedman said. He said, "Bullet Train is ridiculously silly at times, but you don't care." Because if you like a movie that embraces gleeful and comic violence, this movie is going to be for you. All right. So maybe some people are going to like it. Um, we saw a little bit of that in Gray Man when, when Ryan Gosling was trying to be funny. You know, yeah, he made fun of Chris he Evans. Was. He was funny. Yeah, I he thought he was, was great. Yeah. But I guess this goes in the popcorn entertainment thing. We'll see how it, if it's going to make it. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's money back. Sandra Bullock. The reason she's in the movie is she's the bullet train announcer. Yes. Do you think that was a little crossover from the Lost City because he came into hers? This Someone dropped that. Filmed it. It was two years ago, and it was oh, supposed to be point. Lady Gaga. Uh huh. Was oh. supposed to have the Sandra Bullock role, yes. but oh, she had cool. to drop out because of her movie that she was making. Wow. House a of Gucci. Yeah, House, House of Gucci. Gucci. Yeah. Oh, wow. House of Gucci. Mm-hmm. That, that would have been an interesting cameo, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like Sandra in this, though. But it's just her voice. Just her voice. <laughs> okay. That's all, that's all you have. So um, um, this other writer for, for Variety said, so many things went through my mind while watching Bullet Train. Bullet Train's, Train seem great. Why don't we have them in the U.S.? Will I ever get to see Mount Fuji? I wonder what flavors of Kit Kats they sell on that train. <laughs> um. So it's just, you know, I guess if you do like that kind of comic violence, that's what it looked like to me. Yeah, that's the Deadpool approach, you know, and that's, yeah. you know, I, I'll, I'll, I think I'll check it out. Will you just, check it out? I'll check it out for us. I'll All go right. to the theater and let you guys know. All right. We're going to, Julie and I are going to say that is a ride we are not going to hop on. Well, here was the thing, because <laughs> I, I kind of thought I'd ask the boys, my yeah. kids, if they wanted to go with me, because it's a way to see, yeah. see them, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And they both looked at me like, eh. No. No, yeah, which there's... was shocking for me because they kind of always keep the pulse on, but they have no interest. Yeah. Did they see gray, the gray man? I don't know about that. Yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, I like to go to, they like the, mar- they like the movies, you know, yeah, I know. So, but this one didn't do it, anything for either of them. Well, it just doesn't have that curb appeal like a lot of his other movies have had in the past. This bullet train, it just doesn't. You know, what was the last one he did with Martin Scorsese, the Hollywood... Uh, oh, Once Upon oh, a Time in Hollywood. Hollywood. I mean, that movie had that buzz. That was Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino, excuse me. That had buzz, that had characters. Well, yeah, know. Quentin Tarantino is like, this guy would like to have be. this be kind of... That's what it seemed to me in the trailer. Yeah. Casey and I, when we saw the trailer, we both gave it a sideways thumb. Right. And we'll wait and see what okay. the critics say. I mean, The Gray Man, $200 million, and it got to be at number one on Netflix for eight days. That's it. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Eight That's a days. Lot. And it got replaced by like, you know, booted out by just like one of Netflix's Lifetime movies. That they oh, like no. Make. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. Well, they've signed it on for some more, so they're committed. Yeah, I guess so. Well, yeah. maybe that one will be in the theaters. Who knows? That's true. No, it's Netflix again. Yeah, Netflix. No yep. Nope. All right. Well, there we go. Listen, we come back. We are talking to one of our favorite authors, Lisa Jewell. We're calling her in the UK. Her latest book, The Family Remains. We'll be right back. It's time for another edition of the Low J Book Club. And one of our very favorite authors that we feel lucky enough that we get to speak with her every year, Lisa Jewell is with us. And her latest and greatest book is The Family Remains. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Hi, hi. Lovely to speak to you. Lovely, (laughs) lovely to speak with you. So, um, Lisa, give us the setup of The Family Remains, which I just have to say, when Julia and I read it, we didn't even realize that we were reading a sequel. Right. Until the end of the book, when you're like, I don't usually like doing sequels. I just knew (laughs) that the name's Henry Lamb. You know, I was like, there's something vaguely familiar, but we (laughs) just read so many books. So I'm just saying that as a 
standalone, I think you can read the family remains. You know, you don't well, have to read them in order. That's exactly what I want to hear. That's exactly what, and I wrote that. I wrote it very much with that in mind that I wanted anyone to be able to walk into a bookshop, pick it up, read it, yes. and not have to have, have read the family upstairs beforehand. Right. Um, yeah. So the family remains is a sequel, but as you. So rightly so, it's also mm-hmm. standalone. Um, and it starts with the discovery of a bag of human bones on the shores of the River Thames, which leads the London detective to um, an abandoned mansion uh, in Chelsea, and um, which has a, 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 a very sinister history. Three dead bodies were found there 30 years earlier on the kitchen floor while a baby was cooing in her cot upstairs. Um, so that's the premise, and that's how it leads on from the first book into the second book. But well, you, um, I mean, Lisa, this is your seventeenth novel, and I don't twentieth. Is it your twentieth? I had nineteen. Yeah. Okay, Lori had seventeen, and yeah. now we know it's your twentieth. Okay, <laughs> I mean, the fact that you are, you know, I I would put you right next to you know uh, Leanne Moriarty, and you know other people. You have the ability to keep. Telling these really interesting stories, and the books are once you start reading one of your stories, I just feel like you can't put your book down. That, yeah, that's book. always my objective, above and beyond any other sort of creative aspirations, um, is yeah, like beautiful prose or big themes or sweeping whatever. Is I want the reader to be completely hooked and not be able to put the book down. And mission accomplished, if that's what happens. Oh, I swear you get better with every book. Thank you. Thank you (laughs) very much. Long may that last. (laughs) Oh, you know, all right, so we know it's like late at night over there in London. What time is it, like 10? It's 9.35 p.m. Thank you for staying up for us. We really appreciate it. And this book does not even come up. I would think Lisa Jewell would still be up at 9.35. I know, but to do an interview... It, it's it, the book comes out August ninth next okay. week, okay. so it's yeah. not out yet. The family remains. Yeah. You know, just visiting your backstory. We've talked to you so many times about your psychological thriller books, and you started writing on a dare. You wrote three chapters when it all yeah. started, and yeah. um, with the debut novel Ralph's Party. Um, That's correct. And you were kind of a romantic comedy romance writer, and you've gone into psychological thriller. Is that just something that just keeps you more riveted and more interested? Is Are the characters more interesting to write for you? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, obviously, I like writing about nice people. I love writing about <laughs> nice people. And all of my earlier books were inhabited by by adorable people. Um, but that is part of the joy of writing in the genre I write in now, is being able to inhabit some really dark people, some really twisted people, some really unhappy people, damaged, damaged people as well, and getting into their psyches and trying to sort of work out what makes them tick and how, you know, how, how far they'll go. Um, I, never, I never come to a new character with any sort of um, preconceived idea about what they're going to be capable of. I let them show me as I write them, um, which is always very exciting to me as a writer to see, what see, see how far they'll go down the road. Yeah. And, you know, I did not realize this either, that the family remains picks up right where the family upstairs left off. Yeah. Right. A week later. Yeah. A week later. 
Yeah, so the last scene of the family upstairs is them in a nice restaurant celebrating Libby's birthday mm-hmm. um, with the news that they found her father, her long-lost father, they've tracked him down to a game reserve in Botswana. That's right. Um, and then the, the, the family remains begins a week later with Henry starting to plan his trip to Botswana to find Finn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Oh, my gosh. But I want to go back yeah. to that you like to write about twisted people. Mm-hmm. Is this... I mean, do your family and friends say what's up? Well, that's what we like to read. I, we love reading it, but I mean... <laughs> Because you really, these are twisted people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, in fact, I am very, very good friends with lots of, of, of women who write in the same genre that I write in. And we're all, without exception, just completely down to earth, grounded, normal, likable people. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I do think there might be a connection actually between being quite grounded and well balanced and wanting to explore the insides of people's heads who are who are completely the opposite to us it makes the dark side even more fascinating i think it's that otherness you know i mean most people go through life trying to be good trying to be kind trying to be nice trying to have a have a quiet life but we know that we're surrounded by people who do not live their lives that way um who are yeah who are not who are not scared of the darkness inside them and it's yeah well, you it's know, something, it, it's yeah, to inhabit them. It, it is really something. And, you know, I have to say that um, the, I, I became very fond of DCI Samuel Owusu. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Yeah. I became very fond of him. Yes. So did I. He wasn't <laughs> supposed to be a big character. I've had this sort of vague idea that I would like to keep revisiting this detective case, this investigation into the bones that are found in the first chapter. Mm-hmm. And I thought I'd come back at intervals and have a, like a half a page. And he just kept, he just, I liked him so much that I just kept writing him and writing him and writing him. So in the end, I've actually written my first fictional detective. I've never had a detective in, in, a, in any of my books before. Yeah, um, it's fun. So yeah. It's fun. If you're just joining us, we're talking with international best-selling author of 20 novels, Lisa Jules, to all. Her latest book is The Family Remains. And you're talking about being friends with a lot of other authors. Ruth Ware, the It Girl, she was just on last week, I think, or two weeks ago for her. You're buddies with her, aren't you? I'm very good buddies with her. Yes, I'm supposed that. to be at her book launch tonight, but she had to cancel it. <gasps> Why? Yes. COVID. Oh, that damn COVID. Yeah. She's darling. That's a good book, too. The it girl. Yes. Do you guys yeah, read? It e- feels great. Do you guys read each other's stuff? We all read each other's stuff. I tell you why we. There's two reasons why we read each other's stuff. We read each other's stuff because we love it. Yep. And we're all fans. We're all fans of each other. Um, but we also like to give each other quotes to put on the jacket. Yeah. So it's sort of. It's all part and parcel of this wonderful circle of of giving and loving and fangirling and yeah. <laughs> now, do you have That's a big cool. each other. Do you have a big book tour that you're going on next week? I am yes. So this time, in fact this time next week I will be in New Jersey for the first date of my tour, going from there to Darien, Connecticut, Plainville, Massachusetts, Frederick, Maryland, Farrington Village, North Carolina, Houston, Texas, and then St. Louis, Missouri on my last oh my gosh well i'm glad that you talked to us before next week because you're going to be you know you're crazy busy crazy busy and we always just really love talking to you and we love reading your books is there are you 
Would you, has anything been optioned? Uh, I mean, I know stuff has yes. been optioned. So this is, I, I normally try and sound quite sort of reserved when I talk about these things because it happens a lot. I've got seven books under option at the moment. Right. Wow. But a, UK, a UK production company bought the option to The Family Upstairs and The Family Remains as a pair mm-hmm. um, with a view to making it into three, um, three seasons. Yes. Um, oh. And I've got a really good feeling that this one might actually get off the ground and be made. So I'm feeling quietly confident that we might be seeing Henry Lamb on our screens at some point. I'm quietly confident it would be a huge success because you've got, you know, you've got you've all got these everything. great destinations. We're going to I France. Know we're in London. We're going, oh, you know. It's, I, and I love that about these books. I love how global they are. Yes. Um, and almost as a response to that, I just finished my 21st novel and it's all set within one half square mile of North London. <laughs> it was almost like I needed to bring myself back down to ground after um, being all over the place where I've seen the family remains because it is very global and I think it would be brilliant on the TV. Oh, it would be. It will be brilliant. Well, you're brilliant, uh, Lisa you, Joel. We're huge fans. I know. Would you ever want to, you know, act in any of this? Oh, no. <laughs> I'm just checking. <laughs> I'm just checking. No. no, I can't act. I can't act, can't sing, can't dance, can't mm-hmm. do any of those things. No. But you can Leave write. That to the professionals. I can write books, which is great. So oh, happy with that. <laughs> we love it. The the latest from Lisa Jewell is The Family Remains. It's on books. It's on bookshelves everywhere. Next week. Um, it next, will be from Tuesday. Yes, yes, and support your local bookshops. We love it. We've got a couple copies to give away. Um, we want to thank you so much because I know you sit up late. You know, this is outside of the ordinary. And for... Um, Always being a part of the Loj Book Club, you write phenomenal books that we love to read and share. So thank you. Thank you. I always love talking to you, and you're always worth staying up for. So Aww. thank you for always having me on. That's super sweet. Okay. Thanks. We'll talk to you soon. We'll tell you when we're coming okay. to visit you. Fantastic. <laughs> take care. <laughs> okay. Right, take care. All right. Give us a buzz at 651-641-1071, and we'll get the books out to you, Lori. So Ruth Ware, you know, you were out of town. Yeah, that I was day. out of town. So her book. book was The It Girl. So good. So yeah. she was in town that day. And um, she had, um, it was at the Southdale Library. And my friend, our friend Maureen went. Mm-hmm. And she's in the bathroom next to Ruth Ware. Oh, And really? you know how darling she is and yeah. how cute her accent is. And she's saying, she wanted to say, I just heard you on the radio. You with know, with Lori and Julia. Julia. Why but she forgot. She got nervous. Oh, and her publicist did. came in. It's time to go. It's time to go. So it was very funny. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break. It's a great book, Lisa Joel, The Family Remains. And we'll be right back. Such a good song. Yes. It's What's it called? Summer Renaissance. Summer Renaissance. Right, Beyonce. All right. Shout it's out. so good. To Roseanne and Stacy, who were the book club winners of good. the new Lisa Jewell novel. She is delightful. Delightful. And I'm very glad to hear that would be a good TV series. Because, you know, I'm reading and I'm like, Henry I know, Lamb, how I do know. I know these people? And I thought... I, and I didn't realize to the end of I the know. book that it was from 2019. Through. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. Okay, so um, yeah, and the music department. Speaking of or uh, Beyonce, Summer Renaissance. I really that song right now is neck and neck with. Um, well, it's it's winning. It's that's your winning. And that song, I just can't get enough of that song. I, there's other songs on it I like really well, but um, Diane Warren is uh, learned the hard hard way, um, and uh, you know about uh, coming uh, saying anything about Beyonce yesterday when she tweeted with an eye roll emoji. How can there be 24 writers on a song? Yep. 
and the beehive stung, stung, stung her. And, you know, last week it was keyless. I think, is that how you say the name, keyless? Sounds right, yeah. Milkshake, girl. We were saying the name wrong last week. I'll look it up. The milkshake's like like, all the boys come to milk. Okay, I'll look it up. So anyway, she um, she was the one. She gets the day off because uh, the blasph- blasphemy's new game uh, name game was uh, Diane Warren yesterday. That the people buzzed and buzzed and buzzed her. She sent out so many things. Okay, I'm I'm sorry because she of course has worked with Beyonce. I know, and she's she, worked with everybody. And what she she's said- a legend. She's totally Diane Warren, but it. I think if she hadn't have done the eye roll at the end of her apology, no, the eye roll. Who needs uh, about how can there be twenty four writers on a song with the eye roll? Then this uh, one guy wouldn't have had to do the education tweet back at her to that really set the beehive off. Mm -hmm. This super producer. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Producer, the dream. He contributed a lot to Renaissance. He did I'm That Girl, Cozy, Break My Soul, Alien Superstar. And there's lots of samples and what they call interpolations, which you don't have to give credit for. Which was it's interpolate it's an interpretation of the but it's with a pole in the middle. Yeah, of it. interpolation is what they call it. <laughs> That's music. a new word we learned last week, Grant. Yeah. So she, yesterday. He he tweeted back to her, you mean how does our black culture have so many writers? Well it started because we couldn't afford certain things starting out. So we started sampling and became an art form. A major part of the black culture, hip hop in America. Had that era not happened, who knows? You good? Um, and, um, so uh, then he said, by the way, I know it's not a one-on-one writing contest you're looking for from no one over here. You don't want that smoke and you know, I love you, but come on, stop acting like your records haven't been sampled. Diane Warren. So he's kind of accusing her of sort of like being a troublemaker. And then she realized that she is unmatched in the loyalty department from the, from the beehive. And so she... She like um, those are Beyonce fans. Yeah, she took down the original. I feel like thing. when you read, I feel like I just need to have a bouncing white ball interpreting everything you're saying. Well, it just sampling. You have to give um, credit. you give credit. So yeah. when if you listen to all the Summer Renaissance, it is sampling. Of course, Donna Summer. It's sampling many things. I mean, that's the whole thing. So she just was like. She she really regrets it because I I don't understand why I, I, there's just a I don't know why she had to do that. I don't Her either. records have been sampled. She's written songs for Mariah, Celine, TLC, Jennifer Hudson, Beyonce, Cher, Britney, Patti LaBelle, Monica, Mary J. Blige. Uh, you know, she, you got to give Diane Warren some respect, but I don't know why she did this as a music person. I don't either. So anyway, she's. People now and now Beyonce or Monica Lewinsky is oh, yeah. tweeting about Beyonce 
And she would like her to change a lyric. No, Beyonce just changed a lyric in another song because she doesn't follow Lizzo and didn't know about not using spaz. This, the word spaz in a song. Now Monica Lewinsky has proposed having a lyric re- referencing her affair with then-President Bill uh, Clinton removed from Beyonce's 2013 track, Partition. After the singer vowed to replace, you know, this song, this thing, in Ableist. Now, this is a 2013 track. That's a little nitpicking. Don't I, you think? I, but I, but again, I... um. I get it, but... Uh, Why? Because you, you can say anything you want on this damn Twitter, Lori. You can say anything you yeah. want. Mm-hmm. But it's just a partition. I mean, that song was in 2013. I, know. I don't think Beyonce is going to fix that song. I think Monica Lewinsky gets it that she has a stage, you know, that people might listen now because Beyonce, you know, had to correct that other. I don't know. Well, here's the here's the line. Ooh. Now my mascara running, red lipstick smudge. Oh, me so horny. Yeah, you want to bleep. He popped on my buttons and ripped my blouse. He Monica Lewinsky'd all over my gown. <laughs> That's the, but Beyonce's not going to do anything no, like that. No, I'm sorry, but. No, no. Yeah, no, no. No. If we start doing that, that's a slippery slope with really, every song that we're going to go down. It really is. And no. everywhere I went this weekend, I feel like people were talking about this Beyonce album, but they're not buying the nope, album. No, because one Roger Friedman writes that um, um, Lemonade, uh, in 2016, that sold 650,000 copies its debut week. Renaissance is on track for about 315,000. Wow. So, uh, streaming, I don't know. I, yes. But, I, yeah, that's surprising to me with as much hype behind it. Well, here's the deal. I downloaded the whole album, yeah. Yeah. and I forgot to listen to it. Well, well okay, but you downloaded it. So I did. You bought it. I didn't buy it. Oh, you didn't? If you buy download 16 times, well, I pay a monthly fee. I pay a monthly fee. Oh, you're on the, yep, I got you. I pay a monthly fee, but I never listen to one song. I don't know if you don't get paid if you don't listen to a song. I mean, all this stuff. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. But anyway, so it's, it's, uh, you know, uh, the hits daily double is who's predicting she'll sell 315,000 copies. And that's half. Yeah, that's that's half. Very low. Mm -hmm. I'm going to blame it on no cars have CD players anymore. My God, I'd buy this CD in Harvey, but I have no way of playing it in my car. I like that. Which is where I want to hear it. Yeah. I love a good surround sound system in a car. Don't you? Best music you can hear is in Try a car. Try and get it's... a new car with a CD in it. Oh, yeah, you can't. No. There's a, there's a, uh, we won't go down that road. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's crazy. You can't get a CD player. Soon they may say, like, AM, FM radios, you'll have it, but it'll be a streaming version of, yeah, you it's... won't even have an AM, FM. You'll be able to listen to my talk. Through the app in the car, but not Okay, but I'm going to tell you something about streaming. Mm-hmm. Not everywhere. These satellites don't work everywhere. It drives me crazy. That is true. Right. They don't work everywhere. Right. I want I want somewhere, like, I want to turn on something and ha- not have to rely on a satellite. Yeah. It drives me crazy. Yeah, I know it. I know I'm it. old so, school. We're just old school. I'm yep, sure yeah. that people are saying, get with the That's times. That's what Diane Warren is saying. I'm old school. I'm, I'm old, old school. school. Get right. be so, I didn't know I was being shady. I was when one person wrote a song and we. And that was it. No eye rolls, please. <laughs> Don't All right. We'll roll. be back.